Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Creative Waffle Podcast. We are only 10 episodes away from the Magic 50. I can't believe it's been 40 weeks of recording and editing these podcasts. I'm really happy with how it's gone. I'm, I thank you very much for, for listening and staying tuned. I can't wait to show you what's going to happen in the future. So, today on the show we have Jimmy Bryant, an illustrator and a graphic designer that creates pins, posters, badges, hats, stickers, tote bags, you, everything, you name it. And he comes all the way from Denver, Colorado. I hope you enjoy the show, and I'll see you at the end of it. Here is Jimmy Bryant. How are you today, Jimmy? I'm pretty good. How are you doing today? Very well, very well. Good to be talking to you. Do you ever, do you ever just feel it's amazing just to just to take into, into mind like we're talking completely over Skype, completely free, just to another person across the world? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think about that all the time because I do almost all my work through uh, the internet. So you know. If it wasn't for this, I wouldn't even really be able to do what I'm doing now. So it's pretty amazing. Sure is. So the first question I have for you, and the first question I thought when I saw your work is, is what? Why the name Atomic Child? So when um when I was in college, uh, one of the first kind of artists that I really liked, uh, his name was Keith Haring, and um, he does art. I don't know if you know is, but anyways, he did the thick lines and everything. He was really famous in the '80s and. Uh, I think maybe early 90s, or maybe he might have died. I think he died in 1990. But, um, so he had a drawing of this, like, baby in his style, and it was called the Radiant Child, so that's just kind of where I got that from. All right. Is he, has he been sort of a big inspiration towards your work? Um, yeah, I mean, just just as far as, like, bold lines, I mean, I kind of always drew that way, yeah. um, and that was just kind of the first time I ever saw anybody who was, um, you know, just some people knew that also drew with big thick lines. You know. Yeah. How did you? How did you like establish this style? Because you've got you've got a very clear style uh, of this thick line, like very colourful. Um, yeah. Who influenced that, and, and how did you establish it? Uh, I think the the style really came from. I mean, you know, thick lines are kind of a popular thing right now. Um, yeah. I used to draw them. Like it was. Uh, I mean, I graduated as an illustrator, so I used to illustrate that way for a long time. And then I just kind of realized digitally it made sense. Um, and then um, as far as why I started doing that is I wanted to do a year-long challenge on Instagram. And I knew that there was no way that I would have time, uh, you know, between work and, um, you know, making a challenge to post every day for a year. There'd be no way that I could do a really decent illustration every day. So I was like, well, what's something that I can do in a relatively, you know, quick time, short amount, short amount of time? And also, it'd be visually appealing. So that's kind of how that all started. Is I knew I had to do something that wasn't going to take me, you know, an hour, two hours a day. How's that going? Like the Instagram challenge? Because a lot of people do sort of similar challenges, and they feel like they sort of give up halfway because it is it's hard to do a whole year of constant, constant work. So, so I just did a year yesterday or the day before. Awesome. So, and then. Um, and that's just Instagram posts. So besides those, and then like client work, mm-hmm. I've probably done 450, 500 pieces in that style now. That's incredible, yeah. So, yeah, I got it down. <laughs> it was it was challenging at first, but just like anything, you know, once it once you do it enough, it becomes a routine. And like if I don't do it now, I like start to feel like oh, I didn't do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's a big big achievement, that's though, good. isn't it? Yeah, like when I first started, I you know you'd think oh 365, it seems kind of impossible, but once you just kind of get rolling and then just kind of forget about that part, um, 
you know, besides like the big milestones, like when I hit 200, I was like, holy smokes. And then I hit 300, you know. But other than that, you just, you know, it just, it just starts happening and you do it. And for me, it really helped that it brought in a lot of client work and it really helped me develop products and stuff. So it was really, it kind of kept feeding into itself. So it wasn't like it was, it had a negative impact. It had a very positive impact on what I was doing. So obviously that helped. That's, that's definitely, that's a win-win. It also kept, like sort of spurred you on to do the next one and the next one. So it helps you bring in clients. So do, do they come to you because of the style? Are they very specific of that? Do they want, do they come to you specifically because of your style, your thick lines? Yeah, I would say this style in particular is, yeah, nobody comes and asks for my old illustration stuff. They're like, they want this specifically, <laughs> which is fine. I like, I like doing this, but yeah, specifically yeah. for this style. It's been, it's been crazy. I suppose you've done it for so long as well. You, you're sort of accustomed to it and they know you for that style, I suppose as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now that, now that I've been doing it for a year and a half or so, it's kind of, kind of my signature thing now. How, how do you sum it up? Because I see it as like thick lines, very colorful, but is there any way you sum it up? Oh man. I don't even know what to call it. A lot of people call it, uh, I've heard people say stained glass. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, and actually somebody hit me up to make an actual piece out of stained glass. So I kind of want to see that happen because that would be sweet. Um, but yeah, stained glass, bold lines, bold colors. I don't really know what, I don't know what you specifically call it. You know, it's kind of a really clean digital, I don't know. I hashtag everything on my Instagram post with simple shapes. So I guess that kind of rounds it out. Simple shapes. Nice. Nice. You say it's very, it is in trend and, um, like you see people like Aaron Trapp, and I'm going to mention it again. I've mentioned him pretty much every podcast because it's someone's people look up to so much. But obviously, you see people, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you, know, you see people like that doing the similar similar style, and and um, yeah. Would you think this trend's around to stay, or, or how long do you think it's going to be around? Uh, well, I guess if we think about Draplin, he's kind of the biggest guy in graphic design right now, right? Yeah. And the style that he's doing, it's, you know, they're they're in the same venues. Um, but if you think about what he does, he's repurposing the ideas from what, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. So I don't know. I mean, everything comes and goes as far as like high popularity, but I think if you're doing good quality work, obviously as a creative, um, you know, you're going to change and it'll develop like this is, this is something I developed a year and a half ago as far as this particular style. Mm. So I'm sure it's going to change and grow as time goes on. But as far as does it, look good and i'm not saying just my work but the kind of style i feel like it's you know as long as it's done right it can be kind of timeless you know i just think clean bold illustrations always kind of went out because like i said before i was doing detailed illustrations and although i did a bunch of work then it never caught on so i think it's i think it's here to stay will it be the will it be the most popular thing that it is now probably not but as long as um I think as long as you build an audience around who you are and what you do, uh, you know, it's it's just going to continue. And with that audience thing, obviously, you've got quite a strong uh, social media following now, um, and you've got like merch and everything. Uh, like, I'm going to pick up some of your merch as well because I love it. I love the style, and yeah, I like your work. So um, I have to get onto the onto the shop afterwards. Where does where does it come from? Like, because you say you did illustration before, um, and it's a slightly different style. How did you find that developing from? Was it literally just because of Instagram? Because you had to do something every day? or uh, As far as the transition, yeah. I feel like 
I kind of had, I graduated college um, with an illustration degree, actually. And I did a bunch of like newspapers, magazines, stuff like that. And obviously I was younger, so, uh, you know, my skill level wasn't as high and all that. But it's just something that really, it didn't resonate, so I just kept trying. And then um, what I really pushed me to completely digital artwork was as I fell off a roof and broke my wrist and my arm was, and I had to get a surgery and pins and everything. Wow. So my arm was in a cast for six months, and I was still working for myself. So I had to start using my left hand and a mouse to create artwork. <laughs> so that's really what pushed me towards digital, and then I've never looked back from there. That's the story, isn't it? How did you yeah. find, how did you find that? Like, did you use much digital stuff before? Or? Yeah, I still used Photoshop because I would hand draw it, scan it in, and then color everything digitally. So that was fine. But I used to just hand draw and scan, and then I got a, a Cintiq recently. But the style I do currently, I just use the mouse and the pen tool. That's pretty. That's that's pretty cool. I like that story. When when was this? Like, you doing illustrations? Because that wasn't long ago, was it? Um. Yeah. It was. So I. I guess it kind of took off like in 2007. Um, I started doing a lot of band merchandise. Hmm. And during that time, super popular style was really bright, slimy, drippy looking monsters with drippy looking text. And so I did that for a few years. Because, um, you know, as far as band merch goes, it's all trends, it's all styles. So you just kind of develop. But at that time, I was hand drawing everything. So that kind of took off for a little bit. And um, then I just kind of morphed from there. Like I said, I broke my arm and then I started doing everything digitally. Uh, nice, nice. And you've, you've worked with quite a few big people, uh, like Orlando City and New York Rebels and, and Warner Music. How did you how did you get these big names? Uh, as far as music merchandise, all that is just you work with one company right. um, and then another company hears about you because basically the music merchandise industry, like the people that are actually doing it, like the art directors, they kind of all know who, who each other are. You know, there's probably... 50 of those guys total or, you know, people that are doing that job. So the name gets around and then I would just email people back then, send them to the portfolio and that was it. And then as far as currently, it's really just been, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Just people hit me up from Instagram. It's, it's, it's crazy. I never thought, I never thought social media could be a driver for, uh, work, but it totally is. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, word of mouth. Obviously, it's a different different word of mouth now. People are saying it over the internet. But uh, the New York New York Rebels like posted you did. I love that. And are you, are you much into soccer, or, or like are you, do you follow it a lot? Uh, so you know, since I'm in America, uh, I don't watch soccer too much. But I played it as a kid, and then every time the um, World Cup comes around, I'm like riveted on that. I just I'm totally in. So I guess I'm a past, passive soccer fan. But yeah, it's awesome. Cool, cool. Yeah, now obviously being from England, I'm well into football and soccer and whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have an English team or not? I don't. Who's yours? I guess. Uh, Can I have a, have a? Do you know? Do you know any English teams? So there's Manchester, okay. Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, you got two teams, I and mean, you got Manchester United, and then there's another one in Manchester. Yeah, right? yeah City. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know some couple <laughs> cool. you know, obviously Bob Bradley well, this is going more into football now but Bob Bradley was uh, obviously the American manager um, and he came over to Swansea City which is my club um, and did, did a little stint there didn't do too well but um, yeah so that's that's something like Swansea have in common and we've got like American owners now so it's I, I think a lot of Americans are going towards Swansea now because of because of that like American link which is cool which is really cool 
And uh, yeah, it helps too. Like I live, I live in a, I live in Denver, Colorado, and we have you know the Colorado Rapids, so it helps having a major league soccer team here. It's it's awesome. And then we got Tim Howard as our goalie, so that, yeah. that helps, you know. Absolute <laughs> legend. He he's amazing at the World Cup for for America as well. Just some of the yeah, saves. True. Going back to to design. <laughs> so yeah, New York, New York Red Bulls. They they did they come to you, or is that something you pitched for, or or like how did that come around? So that was just a email that I searched for, and then um, just emailed them out of the blue, and they wanted to work with me. So awesome. that was really that was really cool. Um, it's kind of crazy, like finding people's emails. Like sometimes people think it's hard, but a lot of times, like like say American soccer is not huge, huge. Yeah, so if you go onto right. their website, they kind of post all their people's who they are on their website. You just have to find it, and then you just find somebody's email and plug in their name. That easy. Okay. Either they'll either contact you or they won't. You know. So just contacting people—that's great. Yeah, I think that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do more as well for the podcast. Obviously, this is how I get guests, isn't it? So, um, yeah. Also, I saw on your Instagram story today something about AID podcast, uh, Adventures in Design. Yeah. Yeah. What was that about? Were you on the? Were you on it or? Uh, so they have just like it's like a secondary show where people like listeners get together and talk about the um, okay. podcast. So I was on that. But as far as the podcast, it's just a design podcast that's based more around like hanging out and like just the normal working average Joe and kind of talk really focused on in the beginning about working for yourself and like how to build your own career and then how to create like multiple lines of income. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what that podcast uh, is about. And it's just really helpful just kind of when you're working for yourself, um, you know, you want to have more than just, you don't want to rely just on one type of income because that could go away and then you're, you know, you're out of luck. So just diversifying, like having products, having clients, you know, just trying to diversify as much as possible. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I love that idea. I think it's, um, I mean, Mark Brickley, Brickley's done a, an amazing job. Of, he's on like over 600 podcasts now. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the king of, king of design podcasts. <laughs> as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool just to watch it kind of how it, changes over the years too you know it's something that goes on that long just kind of grows and changes so so what's been the most rewarding the most rewarding product project that you've done i think for me now that i've been doing it for a long time my most rewarding projects are my self-made projects where i am the art director and i am the final decider yeah. on you know what i think works well um, so making products and then actually going out and setting up booths and selling to people, you know, actual people in real life. Um, online sales are awesome and those happen every week. But it's so cool to actually physically connect with somebody and like see how, um, you know, just see people's faces and see what they like and see what you don't like. And just if you made the right decision on making that product, like I've created some products that haven't sold a thing. I've created some products that have sold hundreds and hundreds of pieces, you know, it's just, it's, that's to me is fun because it's, there's no other person to blame or there's no excuses except for yourself. And to me, I think that's, that's the best part. And, and just making something and putting it out in the world as well, like a physical thing. That's, that's what I love. That's what I love about, what I love about design. Um, so yeah, awesome. Yeah. When, when it, when it turns into a real piece of thing and not just on your screen is it's, it's, it's awesome. Like like the Denver coin that you created, I'm, I'm going to pick one of those up. Um, but there, uh, there's something like that, some like a coin like that. I've always wanted to create one of those. Do you know much about how it was made? Did you go and like see it made or? 
So as far as the products, before I started working for myself, uh, the last four years, um, I worked at a production company that we designed products for people. So it's pretty much why I'm able to do all this is because I worked at a place like that and I still have a good relation with them. And, um, so I kind of know what the process is and then I can work with the owner to get all that stuff made. So that is a really, uh, I guess you could say blessing that I went through all that. So I know how to do it all and not lost on that because it it is hard to find good contacts for that stuff. Yeah. And it can be expensive as well if you don't have the good contacts. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, knowing somebody does help because, you know, if you're adding, you know, the percentage for that person to make their profit, it, it can get expensive. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for being on the podcast. Um, can, I, can I ask you, like, your advice for people starting out in design or, or any creative venture? Um, I would just, you know, when you're in your early 20s, I would just take as many risks as you can. Um you know, if you don't have a, a family to take care of, take all the risks you can because when you get older, you'll be you'll definitely be sad you didn't. Um, don't you don't be scared to contact people as long as you're not contacting them every day, every week. As long as you put together a nice email, you know, just say, "Hey, this is me. Here's my style. If you think it can work together, let's see if we can work together." So don't be afraid to reach out. And then in today's world, even though I do work a lot digitally. The biggest thing for me, um, I think this last year of working for myself has been networking with people in real life. That is always going to take your career further than just sitting at home and not talking with somebody. But take risks, go talk to people, and just don't be afraid to contact people. Awesome. That's some great points. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Um, So finally, where can people uh, say hello to you and contact you and get in touch and buy some of your stuff? (laughs) Uh, so basically, atomichild.com is my website. All my art, contact, and um, store is all on that website. And then as far as if you want to follow me and see uh, basically daily posts of either artwork or products, uh, or you can follow uh, my stories is Instagram, and that's Atomic Child Design. And I do stories every day where I talk about process or just my life. Sometimes you can see my cat. Um, yeah, Instagram is really the best for me because it's every day and uh, i think it's interactive and i have a lot of people who i talk with in my direct messages so don't ever be afraid um anybody wants to talk to me just either email me or hit me up on instagram direct messages and we can have a conversation awesome well thanks very much for being on the show yeah thank you for having me i appreciate it thank you very much for listening to this episode of the creative waffle podcast with jimmy bryant and myself mark hirons Thank you very much to Jimmy for being on the show. I really appreciate his time, and it was awesome. He's, he's some great, gave some really good advice at the end there. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show as well. Go and check out Jimmy on Instagram, Atomic Child Design. That is also his website where you can buy his merch and have a look at his portfolio and work and all of those good stuff. Yeah, whilst we're on the internet, go and check out BlueDeer.Design and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel Blue Deer Design. That'd be amazing if we could share it with a friend. There's lots of stuff going on over there. We've uh, slowly creeping up to 300 su- subscribers over there. So, yeah, thanks very much. I really appreciate your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>